everyone and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host as always, Erin Pym. Here at the Bedpost Podcast, I like to take uh, performers and presenters from my stage show that I do here in Toronto and beyond to bring them into the studio to have a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. Uh, This week, that is very much the case. I've had this lovely uh, performer featured on my stage show numerous times at this point, I think, in the podcast. This is his second time back on the podcast. So please welcome to the mic pornographer extraordinaire Daniel James. Good, how are you? Good to see you. Again. Has tricks. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Perfect, perfect. It's really nice to have you here. Yeah, thank again. you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to come back on. You know, filling in on things that's happening, personal life, and yeah, and the the ups and downs of my dating life and relationship wise, and hold the train wreck that that is. And <laughs> is it a train wreck? Oh no, a little yeah, bit. It's something else. Yeah, man. I tell you. Yeah, everything from, you know, Tinders to just hook up nightmares and everything in between. You know what? I would love to talk about that with you because I feel like my year has been really wonky too with like, yeah, I feel like I've got a lot of drama (laughs) that I could vent about as well. Drama is an understatement, I think. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Because as... I know from you before, well, just being a friend of yours, but from our uh, interview that we did before on the podcast, we were talking a lot about like the hookup culture, Tinder culture, mm-hmm. how that's kind of your jam. Like you just, would you say you're obsessed with Tinder? Yeah, <laughs> with swiping I, was, on Tinder? I was telling someone uh, earlier <laughs> a couple months ago, like to me, Tinder's like a drug. Almost. It is. It is. It, I think it's specifically engineered for that. Right. Because it, it, um, basically provides our brain with constant uh, and direct um, fulfillment, immediate gratification, essentially. So, um, I mean, it's great because on one hand, it's great for the person who works a nine to five office job who has to go back and see, you know, attend to their duties and, you know, go and hang out with friends who may not have the free time to to go out and meet people for dating or sex or whatever. So it has its benefits, but like with every drug, (laughs) if you abuse it, then it becomes problematic, right? Yeah. And I just got to the point where, you know, I'd left my ex and, you know, it was about a year after that. And I just, you know, at first I kind of detested Tinder because I was like, oh, it's the creepy weird app where people send weird messages to each other. <laughs> and, then, it, and it is that. But then, but yeah. But also... then, and then I had, I technically had my second sexual awakening, I guess you could say, after I left my ex. And I just decided, you know what, I'll give it a try. Yeah. And so it was, uh, I, I was hooked. I got, and now like <laughs> last year, I finally decided to buy the premium membership. For oh, like eleven ninety nine a month or whatever it is. So, so what is that? Offer? So instead of the two super likes, you get five super likes a month and you can 
backtrack on people. So let's say like you swiped no on a hottie by accident and you're like, oh, fuck. Yes. And you can hit the button and swipe back. Or if you swiped on someone by accident, you didn't want to swipe on. You were like, oops. And yeah, usually you're just like, oops. Yeah. Or if your friend fucking got in there and mashed a bunch of people. I'm such an asshole. So I play Tinder on hard mode. So if I see a friend or a mutual friend, I'll like report their account just to make things interesting. (laughs) Just because I'm an asshole. No, and then, um, uh, yeah, and then so the the back the backtrack functions really mm. really neat. But the most important one too is that you get unlimited swipes. Yeah, so instead okay. of whatever it is, how many swipes maximum you get a day, you can Do swipe it all on day, as many baby. people as you want. Yeah, it's great. Oh, which just feeds the fire yeah. for the addiction. Yeah. <laughs> just, are you so it, like just constantly on this thing? Yeah. So basically, I feel like it's me with Instagram. I'm all. I feel like I'm pretty much at the point of being obsessed with yeah. Instagram. Like yeah. I'm always on it. Yeah, you're always just, on. Always on the fucking, stories, like and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, yeah. Are you I one think of those, I need. Are you one of those obsessives who has to like creep and see who's watching your Instagram stories? Oh no, no, no! I'll I'll look to see if if I put like you know one of those dumb fucking things where you ask people yeah. shit or you like a survey yeah. shit like that. Then I'll like look, but yeah, no, I'm more. It's more. I I'm honestly I feel like it's that kind of drug thing because like I'm not even think like I'm just doing it like going through that motion for no reason like I'm not even connected to it I'm just like like so I can imagine mm-hmm. is it the same thing mm-hmm. with tinder where you're just like uh, like yeah, wherever so you are I, I don't know if I don't know if other people play it the same way or how you view it but I basically put people into two categories so you have your group one and group <laughs> one is someone who would be like you know you're like oh my god they're really cute or handsome or attractive but based on their profile from what I can read and what I can see on their Instagram, I don't think we really have anything in common. Therefore, I probably won't be pursuing anything serious with that person. Right. So that's that's perfectly fine for like a smash and dash, like a one night stand. <laughs> I'm sorry, smash. Smash and dash is what I call it, or come and go. That's the like come and go. Yeah, or come or or, or, please, a, yes. or a fuck buddy scenario if they want to hook that up. That's fine. And then you have group two where the person's basically the the full package. You know, you like the aesthetic and they're into the same shit that you do, mm-hmm. that you're into, and you know, maybe you're you're uh, you're both comp- up compatible astrology match. I don't <laughs> know. Both, they're just yeah. they're just everything everything you're looking for. So I'll take much more time to basically like get to know and ask and really be like analytical with that person to kind of feel them out. So you can kind of tell which yeah. which is I mean, which. I mean everyone everyone knows what their type is, right? Yeah. So. Right, right, right. So you only you will know exactly whether do you think you can actually tell that just from a profile? Yeah, well, I know I know what I like, and like for me, like a big thing is music, right? I'm yeah. always, you know, I'm you always like, going to you a like concert. Rap, don't you? And I'm obsessed with my rap and yeah. my hip hop, and yeah, just when you when you want to like link up with someone or start a relationship with someone, you want to have that commonality, right? Especially so, if it's a very important thing to you. Yeah, that person's got to be at least willing to entertain exactly. your passion with it yeah, if not like, have a similar passion like you know other people to, are super into travel some people are like super into fitness and shit like that so but for me it's music and yeah. honestly if we can't if I can't vibe with someone and talk to them about music on end then I don't know if I don't know if they're dating I don't know material. if it's gonna if it's gonna work out between us yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay if to give people some context because we are gonna talk about like not only just hookup culture and tinder and all this all this stuff and smashing and dashing 
<laughs> we're going to actually talk about like like dating and relationships today yeah. with you. So to give people some context into kind of like what your whole thing is, what is what is a pornographer when I say that you're a pornographer? Pornographer is just someone who creates uh, videos, whether that's solo or with partners or multiple people, and then uh, sells them on the internet. Uh, to be purchased by viewers and fans. These are uh, videos of a sexual nature. Yeah, yeah, all sex, (laughs) hardcore, boy, girl, whatever you want, right? Blowjob. I do a lot of blowjob stuff recently just because it's easy and you're just like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood, why not? Quick, just bang one out, thank you. So is this like on your cell phone or something? Yeah, and and here's the thing, like, I'm pretty picky about my shit too when it comes to photos and stuff and like, and I see everyone else posting shit on their cell phone, but I'm like, I just know that I can create better quality, and so sometimes I hold off. That's why I'm not as adamant about pumping out the cell phone stuff as much, but <laughs> I should, really, I should. But yeah, it's like you're literally, you know, a pornographer. You're just basically someone who is in sales, except you're selling yourself. But I'm really big on, you know, doing stuff like content trade, which is where um, we just show up. There's no exchange of cash, and and uh, by the time we're finished shooting everything, uh, we both take a cut of the uh, finished product, the final edits, and all the raw footage and the photos, and we can each do as as we please with it and put Very it cool. and sell it on whatever you know platform, many vids or on Snapchat or OnlyFans. Very cool. And then also you have the creative controls. You're saying like yeah. you are you like. Uh, in the editing room with the editor and yeah, yeah. so so I involve every element of my editing process. So I try to get my friends involved. So these are all friends I go to university with. So friends who study like media production and photography academically. Mm-hmm. So I my friend will come in with a camera, and then once we shoot everything, I'll take all of the raw files and then I'll uh, Dropbox them to a friend of mine who is really good at using uh, like Photoshop and uh, InDesign mm-hmm. and um, all those programs. Yeah. Is that weird for your friends or weird for you that yeah. that well, your friends are like editing your porn and stuff? All, they, most of them all follow me and you know like Yeah, so they know what's about, up. It's all about the hustle, right? And believing in your friends, so they don't care. They've they've seen it all. They've seen That's awesome. Yeah, they've seen the weird snaps I send them late at night with <laughs> other girls that let me take videos or whatever. <laughs> they they've I don't know, they've seen it all. They know what I do. So <laughs> they know they're cool up. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. you're like a little community, your little yeah. friend group is yeah. like your porn production community. They're down with it. It's That's great. totally amazing. Yeah. Okay, and then you do um Cam4 as well. Yeah, yeah, cam4.com. Yeah. So what's what's the deal with Cam4? So I just broadcast weekly. I've been kind of slacking lately, but I try to get on bi-weekly at least, a couple, two to three shows a week, and I'll go on for, you know, three or four hours, and people can go on and just watch live sex shows. So it's it's just me right now, so it'll just, just jerk off and whatever they want. But, you know, it starts, it's sort of like a striptease game. I'll just, I'll just game, jerk off. <laughs> sort of a striptease game, exactly, where, you know, if they want the full reveal, they have to obviously tip for it, and you right, set a tip goal for, like, X amount the... of tokens, 500 or 800 tokens, or whatever you want to set that night. Yeah. And once you hit that goal, then it's like uh, close off and then come show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sexy time explosion. <laughs> sexy time explosion. Yeah. Um, and you're like, it, camming is like you're interacting with the exactly. people, right? They can type to you. Mm-hmm. You can, you're responding back, obviously, yeah, on the video and absolutely. whatnot. And that's, so. and that's where I feel like that really um, is advanced from the tube sites, right? Because you can just go and click and type in whatever, but if you really want to uh, interact with that performer, yeah. then that opens up a whole new world where, and, and say you have a, a, a fetish that you world. want, 
Yeah, and say like there's a fetish of something weird you want to see them do, like you can have that granted at the drop of a hat just by tipping a certain number of tokens and they'll do it for you. Yeah. Like unless they're like, mm, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's that's something you can't get with a, a tube site video. For sure. So that's why the cam sites have been so popular over the years. And then you can go into a private room, like one-on-one or with a small group. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so usually, that's valuable, it's too. It's usually one-on-one, and then you charge a surplus rate. So sometimes it's like $2 to $5 a minute Yeah. while they have you on like a... It's like a private Skype show almost. Yeah, yeah. And that's like... And you're allowed to do like nastier things, I think, that... Oh, yeah. are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do... And here's, here's the bonus part that I found out about on, uh, on Cam 4. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I, really the other Cam sites allow it. I'd have to check, but I know specifically... Specifically, I learned recently on Camp 4 is that you're allowed to have show piss. Oh. I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just no, obviously, none of like the obvious shit. You can't have blood. You can't have shit. Yeah. Vomit. On What's no the animal, triad? No animals. Yeah. <laughs> can't be. No. Get yeah. your dog so in on it. I no. can't bring in the llama or the goat. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Too that bad. Because that llama yeah. really wants to, you know, start yeah. the career in porn. Um, okay. So, in. The cam four that you do, you do cam four gay, right? Yeah. But you're a straight dude. Yeah, exactly. Where are so you? Are you? I'm straight. How do you? Yeah. You, I'm straight. Yeah. yeah. I know. A lot of the photos that I pose, and it's very confusing, I'm sure, to a lot of people. No, but, but you never know. Like, I haven't actually asked you that. I kind of assumed you were straight, yeah. but you never know yeah. what, how people identify. No, so exactly. I always like to ask but, before making um, assumptions. But, yeah, no, but you no, do cam four gay. Yeah, yeah. No. So, yeah. Ba- yeah. So basically, yeah, it's called cam four gay, but that's just basically the umbrella term. So you can be straight. A straight male, a gay male, or trans male. It's just, you know, it's just, it's basically the male identifying platform. Right, right, right. That separates it. And which is so cool because you have other big name cam sites that are, you know, mainly female driven. So on Cam 4, you can do, you know, yourself as a male and you can do uh, partner shows where it's a girl and a guy too. Mm -hmm. So, and group sex, yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference? Uh, Like, is it there just more of a market? to go into like gay camming like is there a market for i feel like the market is men like that consume porn even though even though that's not true everyone consumes Mm -hmm. porn Mm -hmm. but but not just not just from a straight male perspective because i was that guy too i'd be up all night uh, going like right the morning before high school and like (laughs) i'd be up till 2 a.m or 3 a.m and i'd have to get up at like 6 and i'd be watching the cam girls yeah i used to be that asshole freeloader you know because i was a kid i didn't have a credit card what was i gonna do so you never tip you never I'd, i'd wait till the other tipper like hit token goal for the fucking squirt or whatever and <laughs> yeah but well, that's different hey, now student life yeah, you know yeah but um yeah no but basically of course like when you're a dude who's naked on the internet you're like 95 percent of your audience is going to be gay men, men right yeah but yeah. i've you know i've never had a problem with that and i've always been very vocal about the fact that i never wanted to segment my viewer base to just women right i'm open to you know all genders and sexualities and whoever wants to watch it and buy it basically awesome awesome another thing we should probably mention just to give a background of you as a person you're a person with disabilities yeah 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 cerebral palsy is the official cp diagnosis is the official (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, no but i'm like you know i I tell the story all the time that like i'm i'm very blessed and very fortunate in in my specific diagnosis because most people with cerebral palsy meaning that it's a lack of motor control in mm. the muscles and uh, and joints. It's basically a very microscopic microscopic tear 
air in the brain, hence the cerebral part. Okay. And that's usually caused at birth due to a number of uh, medical complications. Mine was, specific, uh, was specifically because my mom was just too old at the time and they wanted to test her to see if her kid had Down syndrome. So they basically go into the you know, the placenta or whatever, and then they try to take fluids out. Mm. But they ended up bursting it because <gasps> the fucking I don't know if it was a nurse or it was, or if it was like an anesthesiologist. Anyway, long story short, whoever was doing it wasn't supposed to be doing it, and uh, that's what caused my complications. And I came out three months early. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. And as I got older, I looked into suing. But um, yeah, I was gonna say, did anyone end up yeah, suing? Yeah, but. Um, so what happens in, in law for cases like that, it's, it's called the statute of limitations. So basically, okay. if anyone injures you, you causes bodily harm if you're under the age of 18. The second your 18th birthday kicks in, you're allowed to sue for, for past damages. Mm -hmm. But in my case, I was like a year too late because my statute ran out by the time I was 21. And I was basically 22 and I was inquiring with lawyers. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it wouldn't have even been worth it, right? Because it was like 20 plus years ago and plus half the doctors who were in that delivery room are all dead and I'd have to pay out of pocket. <laughs> I'd ha dead. Yeah, one, one guy collapsed at his cottage from a heart attack. So if that isn't karma. If that isn't karma, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, no. So it's, um, but, but most people with my, in my case are fully, you know, immobilized or in a wheelchair and uh with me it's just my lower half that's affected but mm -hmm. with a lot of people it's the entire body they can't move their arms at all they can't mm -hmm. speak it's they need around the clock attending care mm -hmm. you know they can't even feed or brush them or like or bathe themselves yeah but you used to have less mobility yeah didn't you yeah you i was in a wheelchair, wheelchair up yeah. until my early teens and i just underwent a number of invasive you know orthopedic surgeries and years of countless physical therapy and finally regained full freedom and mobility yeah. and independence. Because right now you don't use anything Nothing. as far as mobility Nothing. goes? Yeah. No, I stopped uh, last year of high school, so probably like 2011, 2012 would have been the last time I had ever touched a mobility device. Wow. Do you still do physical therapy in any way? I shouldn't, you should but be. I should. Just sex. That's it. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny though? I find that my my groin muscles, you know, all the tendons in that area, when yeah. you try to like, you know, split apart, it's it's very very tight, and it's sometimes it's hard. It is hard. Like ser on a serious note, it is hard for positioning. So yeah, or if like I'm like kneeling on the couch and I have one foot down, you're trying to blast them from behind. You know, yeah. things get tight and hurt sometimes. For sure. Yeah, I'm sure there are some sort of physical therapy. There should be physical therapy for sex workers. Yeah. No? Like or, it or, does or that. at least some sort of a like yoga or something. Well, I do know actually. Oh, shit. Um, okay, plug away. Um Andrea Werhan, oh, who that? I know you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> From modern horror fame. Um she works at Maggie's, which is a yeah. in Toronto sex worker resource center for all y'all who don't know what Maggie's is. It's fantastic. Um and she's a certified yoga instructor. She studied, I believe, like in India. Um she is just starting now to do free yoga classes for sex workers and at Maggie's. Studied in, yeah. In, no shit. Yeah. When when did she do that? Um, I feel hmm, I don't know exact time timeline between like around five years ago. I feel like. Cool. Was this pre or post sex work? Um, pre sex work. Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. And now she, yeah, because she's a former escort. Mm -hmm. Um, she wrote a memoir called Modern Whore. <laughs> Buy it today, everywhere. Um, and uh, yeah, and she's kind of doing uh, outreach work 
at Maggie's. Mm-hmm. So she goes into, like, say, into the club, into the strip club, and talks to all the girls. Oh, and, no you know, what do you guys need? Do wow. you feel safe? Do you feel supported? Do you, you know, what could be different? Yeah, because I've heard stories of some real, like, asshole management in some of those exactly. places. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's even, like, I've heard that it's even worse in the gay clubs, too. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's doing that and then uh yeah the initiative that she wanted to start was offering free yoga classes uh because you know as you i'm sure you have experienced as well doing sex work it's like you need to take care of you know your take care of yourself right mental health huge too right and yeah the mental health and i know a lot of people you know personally who are in sex work and they struggle with a lot of mental health problems you know diagnosis and anything from like uh um uh ptsd yes fucking um, yeah bipolar depression whatever it is yeah. right? so, substance abuse any anything yeah. like i mean like any any part of any community we yeah. all deal with shit like that yeah. but um it can be pretty prominent yeah. in and different heard, types and of, heard sex a lot of and i've heard a lot of people too especially i guess with the girls it's a lot of like in their mind it's a very competitive mindset and so that can cause a lot of depression and stagnation in, in their work ethic and and stuff if you feel like you're up against other people and you're comparing yourself to how many clients a day you get or what your numbers are on twitter all the all the all the stuff like that yeah it's 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 nerve-wracking for sure and stuff like isolation as well like if you're not out to your friends and family Mm -hmm. if you're not connected to other people that do similar types of work and and you're not able to connect and vent and get advice from and have resources um that that can be very isolating and i know a lot of people that are in that position that are just not out and a lot yeah a lot mental health wise can come Mm -hmm. out of that like so big digression but uh um i'm gonna send you that link please perfect (laughs) sign me right up because i know you're a fan of andrea um and okay i feel like we might want to take a little break and then we'll um get into now that we got the whole the whole story the whole background we'll get into like this dating and relationships type conversation oh god um (laughs) oh god i got a lot to say too speaking of past trauma (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) um okay so i'm gonna breeze through these we got four sponsors today oasis aqua lounge is one of them which is an amazing sex club here in toronto located at 231 mutual street their website is oasisaqualounge.com. They're a sex club that is inclusive of all gender identities, all sexual identities, and are completely shame-free and judgment-free when it comes to pleasure and play. They have a fantastic facility. Absolutely love it. OasisAqualounge.com or OasisAqualounge at 231 Mutual Street. Secondly, uh, ComeAsYouAre.com is a fantastic website. Uh, they are a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that originated here in Toronto. Right now, they're just located on their website. Um, they want to offer you the best product products at the lowest price possible. They're a feminist. They're anti-capitalist. They're fantastic. Uh, we have a coupon code with BEDPOST, B-E-D-P-O-S-T. You'll get 15% off any of their products when you check out at ComeAsYouAre.com. One of the amazing uh, vendors that is at ComeZero.com is Unicorn Collaborators. They make a lot of fantastic harnesses, uh, strap-on devices for you to uh, get your sex on. Um, And also your fashion on. They have like a lot of like really pretty 
Uh, there's a bracelet that I absolutely love wearing. I have a lot of their shit. Um, <laughs> they are a super body positive brand. They're really into doing creative collaborations as well. That's one of their favorite things to do. You can get a hold of them um, on uh, Twitter at you collaborators, Instagram unicorn collaborators, Etsy unicorn collaborators, and their email unicorn collaborators at gmail.com. Um, one more of my sponsors is Provocateur Images, which is a boudoir photography studio that I just started getting involved with. Uh, Trevor is a fantastic photographer. Uh, the editing is unreal. This studio is buck wild. They have like a million different uh, like settings for photos. You can get so many different looks there. Um, he's giving a coupon code as well. It is bedpost, one word, B-E-D-P-O-S-T. You're going to get 10% off, which, you know, sounds pretty good. But when you look at uh, the packages, you're going to get anywhere from $65 off to $250 off. So it ends up being huge. So if you want to go do their Instagram, they're at provocateur underscore images. If you want to check out the full portfolio and contact information and forms and all that, it's on their website at provocateurimages.ca. So dating. What? (laughs) Big. (sighs) So what has your dating life been like? Uh, if you could super complicated <laughs> it's like a love and sex addiction sort of <laughs> love hate relationship with myself um i don't know like well where do i start what's off? your history yeah with dating uh, i'm just i'm just a hoe bag i don't know so back but back <laughs> in the day before we had tinder you know i was on all the sites i was on like plenty of fish okay Cupid. i was on like okay cupid in its infancy stages oh yeah just like all kinds of and um i was bringing girls back my mom would like leave town where we grew up and i'd be sneaking them in and screwing around with them while she was out (laughs) nice yeah yeah yeah. and so um fast forward to today and i've just been on like tinder full time whenever i have a free minute on transit or in class i'll swipe (laughs) Swipe away yeah i don't know but I, i don't know about you but do you ever have did you have that phase where you know back way back in the day you could if you could if you could go back and just unfuck a bunch of people <laughs> you could because that, God, that was yes. me that was me all throughout high school oh, that was yeah. my entire high school experience yeah yeah and then uh, and i feel like a lot of people are kind of jealous of the lifestyle of like people having a lot a lot of partners like quantity yeah. over quality and it's like but with that power, you know, I try to help all my friends. He's like, man, like, I've I've only gotten, like, one match in two weeks. How are you getting matches every day? And I tell him, man, I'm like, well, like one of my friends in particular, I'm like, you're a tall dude. Put that in there. Yeah. List some of your interests. You're good at photography. And uh, get some good pictures. Get some good photos. Get some good, good angles. pictures. Yeah. It's just it's not just the girls. The guys, too, need to know this. It's all about angles. Yeah. Um, you know, holding up f- pictures of dead fish and <laughs> and shirtless mirror selfies. Not going to cut a, it. On, a, on your Android that are super blurry. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, so put in the effort. You know, if you have a friend who owns a Canon, call them up. Take some really good quality uh nice colorful pictures and trust me it'll work yeah 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 because yeah. especially um i know just because i know you um you're very particular about the way you present also because of your disability yeah. like so you I'll know the shoot, angles I'll only shoot from waist up basically yeah right i'll like cut off my legs to maybe like just um just above the knee get that thigh that yeah that ripped thighs yeah, in there, there but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i wish man but yeah, yeah but yeah angle and like the, all that stuff is really important Absolutely. to yeah how you're gonna come off right yeah, yeah, on, yeah in a picture yeah and and um 
yeah, and it all depends. Like on on Tinder now, um, and we talked about you know like knowing your type and all of that. Yeah. Um, I guess the best way you could describe my type now, because people ask me, you know, like wh- you know, what are you into, blondes, brunettes, whatever. But I guess the best way I could describe it is that I'm really into art hoes, as the <laughs> internet describes it. It's like the what internet does that type. mean? Yeah. So basically, um, if they attend an art school like OCAD, <laughs> okay, if they if they okay. covered in like hella tattoos, have a crippling Xanax addiction, <laughs> and look like they haven't slept in three weeks, I'm all about that shit. That's 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 right so up my alley. They're hoes for art. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I'm not. I was never really into like the Barbie aesthetic. Or like the super fit girls, you know, who are always posting up pictures at the gym. Yeah. And and thank God so, I'm yeah. not. Thank God I'm not into that type. Because could you imagine how difficult it would be for me to date a fitness chick? Like. I don't know. I feel like real. you do okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I can, but that's the thing again. If I can talk to them about like art or music or anything like okay, that. Okay, that's like your access that's, point. That's all I know. Like I can't. Yeah. I couldn't talk about politics or sports to save my life yeah or I'm like really, I'm the really, gym. But i'm really good at i'm really good at faking conversation now when i do go on dates if i don't feel like we really click oh i feel like but, you'd be an expert on first dates yeah, at this point but um yeah like anything like music art whatever i'm i'm all down i'm all down to yeah. talk yeah, yeah so that makes things easier so is that has that evolved for you this kind of tinder hookup thing has it evolved into like are you looking for a different type of dating at this point or where are you at right now yeah because even with doing like sex clips and stuff and making porno it really makes you sort of miss the more intimate features of dating like you know yep. going on a fucking ice cream date yeah you know going to the movies holding hands you know going out for breakfast all that morning. bullshit yeah <laughs> yeah all that, all that fun shit all that love bullshit yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> going to a concert yeah it really makes you miss it but um, honestly, the last time I ever felt that I was really in love was about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And my friends fucking hate me because I tell this story all the time. <laughs> I remember it so clearly, though. I was swiping <laughs> one night and this girl's profile <laughs> pops up and I was like, holy fuck. I was like, those lips, the most perfect pair of eyebrows I'd ever seen in my life. That's the thing. I'm really big on eyebrows yeah, and, 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 and everything really well and, uh, and like <laughs> eyeliner and stuff. You know, I have a bunch of friends who are like MUAs. So I take, I, I, I notice when people put in effort and I'm like, damn, that's, that's art. I respect that. That is some that. good winged liner. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so once I, once I swiped on her, I, I, I kid you not, I, I, that was like the fastest I jumped in the shower in my entire <laughs> life to get ready. So she's like, okay, let's meet up on on Church Street, um, in the in the gay district in Toronto. I'm like, okay. She's like, uh, I'll meet you at the Pizza Pizza. I'm like, okay, cool. And she's like, uh, me and my friend will be there in like 25 minutes. And right there, I thought, oh fuck, she's bringing a friend. Yeah. That's uh, and that's always a red flag. You never want to go for meetups at the bar or wherever when they're with their friends because I'm like, I'm never gonna be able to pull this girl away from her friends to be able to talk to her. Especially if it's just one friend. Yeah. Or groups, like, yeah. Or like just a one. group, I feel like you could steal her away because they're kind of keeping each other yeah. occupied. But if it's one friend, what's mm-hmm. the one friend gonna do? So I like, thought it was a girlfriend. I thought it was gonna be the super protective girlfriend with her, and I was like, I'm not gonna be able to get two words into this girl. Fuck me, right? Um, so we show up, and it turns out it's a guy friend, and I guess he wanted to go because they were in the area close by, and okay. he was there to meet guys or meet up with guy friends at, okay. the, at the gay bar. Okay. So we go, and then everything's great. We end up talking, and then we come back to my place, and then we end up smashing. Um, <laughs> but before, but again, so she actually, and oh my god, she was so she was I guess visiting from the Philippines on a tourist visa or whatever it is. Okay. 
super thick, big butt, hella tattoos, jet black hair, the most perfect thick pair of lips that you'd ever seen. Anyway, and just <laughs> I was just in love with this girl. She got the the suck twist motion down, hitting it from the back. It took you like you know you had to like do everything to hold back not to come. It was she was insane. Anyway, but not only that, but the next day we get you know we wake up and she you know starts real to, love stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So she gets up and we blaze, start smoking, and she could. E- this girl could even outsmoke me. The first thing we do is we wake up and she wants to wake and bake. I'm yeah. like, damn, hello, I love you, I'm in love with you. Yeah, I feel like yeah. for, uh, if I know you at all, yeah, she's I need, got a smoke I need a, weed. I need a stony girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> and not just that, but then I found out that she in the Philippines was studying theater or acting or it was one or the other, and she was in a couple short films there. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, that's really cool because I'm really into creatives and people who uh, have <laughs> a hustle make, going on. I make films too. Yeah, there you go. Exactly right, right. And so um, and she, and we were just talking about that and talking about music and talking about people we'd watched on YouTube. And like she was showing me pictures of her drawings and paintings. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, we ended up, um, you know, meeting up and getting it on maybe four or five times throughout that month. And then she's like, yo, by the way, like my visa is expiring soon. And uh, the Canadian Border Patrol is like, nope, that's it. You're going back home to the Philippines. Sorry. And uh, in hindsight, it wouldn't have really worked out anyway, because apparently she had very traditional parents who wanted to put her into an arranged marriage. And I didn't even fucking know, like, arranged marriages were a thing in the Philippines. So I was like, wow. Um, And one day she just left abruptly because she's like, oh, my brother's, like, alerted my parents and they don't know where I am. But she was, like, in my bed with me at the time (laughs) and she was getting this text message. She's like, I got to go, I got to go. And I'm like, okay, well, I see you next week. Yeah, yeah, sure, we'll meet up. And then that was the last time I saw her. No. Yeah. And then she got super sus about her family finding out or something, so she like had to delete me on her social media and I really haven't heard from her since. Oh no. And we vibe so well. And I knew like That's so something sad. something in me told me like you gotta lock this girl down because even just hanging out with her, yeah. you know how when you hang out with the right person and you're making a friend and just you get that gut feeling where it just feels right and you just feel super comfortable and you know, I got like you get the butterflies in the stomach and all that shit. That's how I felt with her. And in hindsight, I don't even think my ex-girlfriend years prior really made me feel that way when I hung out with her. Mm-hmm. So that's how I knew, like, me and her had something special. But oh. there is a silver lining. So now I know the next time I, I'm contemplating locking someone down into a relationship, I shouldn't do it unless she makes me feel the same way that girl did. Oh, that so that's sense. the standard. That's if the that bar ma- now. Yeah, I got to feel it. You know, it's not just yeah. not just the sex, but, like, I got to really feel it before. Yeah. And that's what I tell all my friends, my guy friends, too. I'm like, don't. Even if you've been lonely and single for for years, don't jump into the first relationship that you get with someone just because you're out of boredom. Yeah. You know, really, like, play it out. Make sure they're your type and, like, make sure it's the right one. Yeah, like, really, we all have so much time. Yeah. Like, you know, you so often hear about people, like, getting married mm-hmm. young and that, then getting divorced rush, It's that rush, years. you know, that, that's put on all of us. Go to school, get a job, get married, right? Get married, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time, yeah, when people get out of school, that's often one of the priorities that people have is, yeah. like, to start a family, yeah. to get married, start a family. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, like, yeah, it's it, it's hard for me and with all of my disadvantages you can imagine, but I don't even get how, like, poly people can do it anymore. Like, I don't know, like, how do you, how do you guys do it? Um, how do you yeah. guys manage? The yeah, it's funny that it's funny that we're like, oh, get married. A lot of people feel the pressure yeah. to get married. Well, for me, I, I just got for me married. Like, like, yeah, exactly. I just got married. Because like, for me, it's like, well, ago. damn, if one person's into me, goddamn. But like, how do people get three to five other people into them? Like, that's <laughs> something else. Like, tell me the secret. Well, there's like, there's a lot to it. Like for me, I was never really able to be like a casual dater, just in general, because as you were saying, like, you know, you crave 
Uh, well, for me personally, my personal experience is I crave like a home base mm. person. Mm. So I crave the snuggling. Like I have that skin hunger thing yeah. where I'm like, I need to be close to somebody. Yeah, like, we got a spoon during Netflix. So. Yeah, I need to just be, you know, have like an intimacy like in that yeah, way. And plus, even as I get older and enter my 25th year now, like I just feel like I'm getting too too old and fed up with all this bullshit <laughs> no. about all the constant dating like it's time consuming yeah. and it's just exhausting I asking the saying. same yeah. shit what do you do for a living where blah, you go blah, to school blah, yeah yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just waiting you know i'm just i'm ready to find the right one and lock it down you know what i mean so i can start something that's more uh, a little more serious but yeah anyway. would you be try polyamory uh because I, I feel like you, you've been solo poly like your whole life. It yeah, sounds like and that's, a lot that's of, like, the thing, right? Like I feel like I don't even really know how you describe it. I don't know what your definition is, but from how I view the whole poly thing, um, there's a few different ways it operates, right? So um, lots I've of seen, different ways, I've seen, endless ways. I've seen scenarios where it operates more as like a family unit, where yes. there's you know three, maybe four, or what have you, uh, people living together. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one guy, two girls, or two guys and a girl, whatever, and they'll do everything together. They'll go on, they'll go traveling, they'll go to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, they'll sleep in the same bed day in day out. You know, just as a regular married couple would. Yeah. And then they're. But, Pretty, but it's a but, group. But they're pretty, and they're, but they're pretty exclusive when it comes to their sex life. Yeah. And then you have the other scenario, which is a lot more popular, I believe, where um, it's just this, the traditional couple, like you and you and your guy, for example. Yeah. But you basically have you go off, you both go off on a sex free for all, where you both get a hall pass <laughs> to basically fuck around and smash whoever you want on the weekends Ooh, right. or on Tinder or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can. I mean, there can be many, many ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For us, even like how me and my partner do it is different as well. Mm -hmm. Like he. Who are you bringing home tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like for me, I have casual partners. For him, he has a girlfriend that he's been dating for over a year now. So, it's like there. We, even between the way I do and the way my partner does it, happens differently. So like I have, it's interesting that you're kind of saying about like a poly family, family type thing. Like mm -hmm. part of my poly family is like more like a group mm -hmm. where it's like a lot of group together, getting together yeah, so and they all sleep with each other. Yeah. They yeah. have dinners. They have like, like family dinners and stuff. And I go to them. Um, dinners. Dinners. There's yeah. dinner first. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> Yeah, and then eating ass is just the dessert on top of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, there is a legit dinner though. It's actually okay. quite impressive. They like really make a big, nice. like huge meal for yeah. everyone. See, that's why I'm so. That's why I feel like I'm. I'm debating that if I could even do that because I'm like the old school. Like, come over, you know, hit Smash. it, hit it a couple, <laughs> one or twice, you know, hit it one time, and then like, damn, like uh, I'm, I'm forget feeling pretty tired. Uh, do, do you want me to call the Uber now or like <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go home? Like I got a big day tomorrow. I got to get up for class. Yeah, exactly. You know? But it's like, it's, it's also, it's funny about marriage. People are like, How? oh, married life. How's married life? Well, it's like the weekend we got back from our wedding, like Matt went right to his girlfriend because she's having feels because we just got married and that's, you know, he's mm. got to be there for her. So like right away, Matt was gone. And then, and then I went to the hassle-free and then I have an STI. Nice. <laughs> So I'm like, ah, uh, the, the mundane, how, how mundane is married life? Yeah. That was like the week and you know after oh, we just got married. Yeah. I was like, uh. I'm honestly surprised, uh, 
with myself that I've ever since I've started like fucking around with people since I was like in my later years of high school, you know, after I lost my virginity, I haven't caught anything. Yeah. And it's not that I'm surprised that um, because I'm 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 reckless with my sex life or anything. I'm not at all. I'm always, you know, adamant about protection and yeah, being tested. Sure. But just it just has to do with the rate of like how many friends I know who have caught something like whether sure. it's chlamydia it's or common, something that's yeah. very, uh, very treatable if about how it just freaks me out how like common it is. It's crazy, right? It is very common. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Most people have something yeah. and don't even know it, which is why it's important to get tested really often because yeah. a lot of things don't display symptoms and you could have it forever before yeah. and you just, could be giving it to people without knowing i love the technology now know. you can go get your finger pricked and know your hiv status in less than two minutes yeah literally like people yeah there's should not be a fear to go and get your stis mm-hmm. like sti check done your yeah. blood test done because it's so quick and easy like mm-hmm. at the hassle free in toronto you don't even need a health card mm-hmm. you can walk in put your name you know you take a number sit for an hour in this cup thank you yeah and goodbye and like they'll call you in a week or whatever you know and they offer free counseling section sessions as well so you do contract something you need to ask questions you don't know anything about it you don't necessarily want to trust everything you read on the internet you know you can actually sit down with somebody for an hour if you want to after um having a diagnosis and just and asking questions it's amazing you can bring your partner you can bring all your partners Mm -hmm. to like sit down and i'll ask questions it's really really valuable resource very lucky to be living okay. in canada and, yeah. and specifically toronto yeah thank yeah. you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally bless, bless canada um so what do you what do you think about where like your sex work stuff will come into play and even your disability stuff will come into play when it when you talk that's about the, like a, a partner that's the thing right i have a lot of nails in my coffin once they can get past and be cool with the disabled shit then they have to be cool with the sex work shit so yep. it's going to take a really specific kind of person to really you know vibe that i can that will vibe with me right right so. is that a fear you have always it's always a fear in the back of my mind when i go up and meet them and it, leading up to the to the date and conversation if i can mention both of those things i, I will if the right if yeah that's the thing yeah on t- tinder do you tell yeah do no you i don't disclose list, i don't list do you... i don't list any of that information what i do normally do is i'll just like link them my instagram and let them and find then out they'll for see yeah, yeah 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 right <laughs> yeah and then if you get a message back after that yeah, you're like you know okay they're then they're good I'm like okay prob- okay dtf that's good yeah okay cool yeah <laughs> Yeah, because, um, yeah, it's so funny. It's like when I think about sex work, because I'm like borderline on whether I would consider myself a pornographer no. or not. Because you're basically like the Joe Rogan for Toronto sex Right. Work. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it, it's interesting with like when I... F- think of what my partner meaning my partner matt my my what husband i can call him my husband now <laughs> when were you married what how long ago what was the on, exact on july july okay yeah yeah cool. yeah mid-july um i i say mid-july because i'm not sure if it was the 14th or 15th that's something i'm gonna have to figure Uh-oh. out and remember yeah. uh it's for the future for all the legal documents yeah it's <laughs> kind of important um and it's yeah that's a thing that you know would have to have a lot of input from him whether I would want to do other types of like types of sex work um that's a huge decision that I feel like we would need to think about as a team um and like what kind of stuff like you know if I ever wanted to like do like doming is is a thing mm-hmm. that 
is kind of in the, cool. the stratosphere of maybe happening mm. or whatever. Here's a question, a legitimate question I have. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that a majority of doms are sort of subs in their real life and they kind of just use the dominatrix angle that, to sort of explore their sexuality in a way? I tell you what, that that would be true for myself. Okay. Um, I mean, doms are everyone is different every single one is different a lot of people like only know doming and they've done their whole lives and that's why they got into it because they're like fucking experts about it um yeah it can come in like so many different ways something that uh you know some people do as well if they're like uh if if um they're like an alpha dom lady then they'll be only submissive like to their main partner like that's a thing that is kind of common though of course obviously everybody's not like that um yeah it comes in a lot of different so many different combinations and ways but like it's it's interesting the conversation that me and matt have about sex work because it just in general i'm like okay you know, you're just like tolerating all my shit is he gonna, all the is he time. Gonna play, is he gonna play into it too and help out with like <laughs> throw the gimp mask on him and all that weird Definitely shit? Definitely not. No, oh he's my not into God. that. Yeah, neither not am I. Even I a know, little like, bit. Neither am I. Like the rubber and all the leather and stuff. Latex, it's not yeah. really my thing. To me, it's just like an extra layer they have to take off. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like, what's the. We, when are we gonna get naked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and it's funny, like now and again, he'll bring up, like, oh, yeah, did you you know you should just do phone sex work you should just be a dom and i'm like it always surprises me because i'm always like aren't you Mm. (laughs) are you ashamed of me (laughs) but he's actually he's not it's just my own insecurities that's what i say like that's what i say like i I, he's the big my biggest fan he's my biggest supporter but like you know that thing in your head where you're like oh shouldn't you not like all all this stuff yeah i don't know yeah that's what i say too but like i i couldn't give less of a fuck if they were a sex worker i'd be all for it right at the end of the day as long as you're as you're stacking and you know stacking the guap and um (laughs) you know you're not hard you're not everything's consensual and it's not super illegal and you're not selling hard drugs on the side and everything's gucci then 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 i'm all for it then go for it yeah i have a few partners i have a Mm -hmm. few female partners that are sex workers Mm -hmm. as well like Mm -hmm. basically one whole like branch of my tree my relationship tree is like all sex workers yeah yeah yeah. i I feel i'm sort of the same too but when it comes to like friends and stuff i have like you know different circles i have my friends from school who are like my main day one people i fuck with on the regular hang out with and then i have my little circle i call my host friends or my host circle right yo i got that circle yeah yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but that's the thing like i don't like to mingle my groups groups together and i guess in certain circumstances, from what I've heard from friends with polyamory, especially, hmm. there can be a lot of drama. You know, if one person links up yes. with someone or says something or does something, then the every fu- every fucking person's gonna know and hear about it. You know, who's fucking who? What did Cindy say to Jason last month at the party yeah. when he well, was screwing it, with her side piece and? It, and oh who overstepped the boundary and oh someone couches feels and did that and said what to my boyfriend yeah you know someone made a move and they didn't tell me and that's and that's sort of why i'm apprehensive oh, yeah. about exploring polyamory. yeah i mean it's the same drama that you would catty, have like high school stuff. sure yeah yeah i mean i know a lot of people that that are like real really grounded grounded polyamorous mm-hmm. people that um really know what they're doing emotions wise and everything like that but yeah it's the same drama that you would have with say your girlfriend um but 
you know, multiply it by how mm. many people. So the potential is definitely there. Of it's course. not always easy. It's not even mostly easy. Yeah. <laughs> and on the other hand, too, for me, like, um, I'm always very, I've always been like super private when it comes to like dating and like my friends and my family. And I don't really like people knowing like who I'm doing like weird, nasty yeah. shit with or who I'm screwing. Right. You know, they might see the very <laughs> rare like Instagram story update when I'm out on a date or whatever, but like that'll be it. Like just because I'm more of a private person, right? And that's the thing where I'm apprehensive about entertaining the idea for that kind of a lifestyle because I just want to lay low at all times and do my own thing and not have everyone all up in my business. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Like we, I'm, I obviously talk about being polyamorous on the podcast, but mm-hmm. do I talk about it openly in every group of friends? describe who you're seeing and what yeah, you're doing every night, every Yeah, in every, night, every social sala- yeah. situation? No, definitely not. There are certain people that I can gab to about it, but definitely I don't like openly talk about it you know, with like family friends or like, you know, like there are, there are a lot of groups where I definitely am more like on the DL about it for sure. Yeah. Sometimes I'll yeah. send my mom pictures and she'll be like, look at what I showed all of my friends who were like <laughs> 60 and 70 years old. That's so funny. My mom like always likes all my pictures yeah. that are like half nude. She's yeah. like beautiful. It's really yeah. funny. I'm like, mom, check out this one I hooked up with last <laughs> night. And she'll be like, oh yeah, she's a real, she's a real good one. She's cute. Good, no. one. good job. Good job. Son. Good job. Son, <laughs> that's adorable. Okay, well, we should be wrapping it up now, actually, Daniel. So why don't you tell the people where they can buy your shit, where they can find you and everything. So they can go on and download everything directly on my website, which is danieljamesxxx.com. They can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, both at the same handle, which is at ratchetboy, boy spelt B-0-Y. Mm-hmm. And uh, bi-weekly cam shows on cam4.com slash danieljamesx. Amazing. Um, I love talking with you. Um, and I love how we have the Q&As at the Bedpost stage show as well. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. do more of both, yeah, yeah, shall we? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are the things I have to say? So, okay. Do you have we- any coming up in the fall? Um, yeah. Well, actually, talking of Andrea Warehun, in September, she's doing a modern horror takeover of Bedpost. Oh, so she's bless. booking both those shows in September. Is she doing readings from the whole... Yep, she'll be cool. doing readings. She'll be booking all the acts. She'll be hosting. Because I'm going to be gone on my honeymoon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's why. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. it's going to be really cute. The yeah. posters are all her, like, spanking me. So it's like modern yeah, horror no, takeover. Yeah, no, I saw... I love the one that, that you two did uh, for the beach poses. <laughs> Wait till you see oh, these, God. like, yes. spanking ones. They're really Amazing. fun. Um, so yeah, if you are in Toronto and want to see Bedpost's stage show, we do it twice a month here in Toronto. Uh, the first one is the third Friday of every month at eight at Social Capital Theater. The last one is the last Tuesday of every month at Super Wonder Gallery at nine. Um, we want to give a huge thank you to Eggplant Media, to the Sonar Network, to the Pacific Junction Hotel, who's hosting us right now. Um, and uh, if you are watching us on iTunes or another podcasting app, a rate and review always goes a really long way if you're watching us on youtube uh you know comment share it around subscribe it does really great things to me and my business um and uh if you're listening to the audio version you are going to hear original music by stephanie copeland who can be reached at her website stephcopelandmusic.com another thank you to daniel james pornographer thank you you. i didn't swipe right on tinder then don't don't dm me dm me (laughs) Just don't, just don't. And thank you to everyone who's listening and watching. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 
Sona!